Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from the epistle in Ephesians 3. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This is God's word. The Reformation-era hymn writer, Philip Nikolai, who wrote our hymn we just sang, writes something that he did not intend to be ironic, but it is a little ironic for us tonight. He wrote of the morning star. O morning star, how fair and bright. That is ironic, of course, because we don't typically see a star in the morning. And also because we are not gathered in the morning, we are gathered here at the end of the day. Epiphany is the season of light. And we are surrounded by darkness. Not just physically, like right now, where... It's well after 7 p.m. at night, and it's dark at 4.30 p.m. I was telling Sophia on the way over here, she has ski practice tomorrow night over at Pine Mountain. The schedule said that practice starts at 3.30 and goes until dark, which means they're going to have, what, about 45 minutes of skiing? Because it'll be dark by, what, 4.15, 4.20 p.m. in the afternoon. That struggle to find light in the midst of darkness isn't just limited to skiers who want to get some time on the hill after school before the sun sets. It's the Christian life, isn't it? We are in the middle of darkness and we look to the light to find our way through that darkness. And that is what Epiphany is about. That's what is revealed to us. That's what the word epiphany means, right? Revealing. When you have an epiphany, it's sort of like having an aha moment. Now I get it. Now I understand. Now the truth has been revealed. St. Paul in Ephesians chapter 3 talks about the mystery that is revealed to the Gentiles. To you and me. The mystery is that Christ Jesus came not just to the Jewish people. He came to the Gentiles as well. They are heirs of the promise along with the Jewish people. The king to whom the Magi brought gifts of frankincense and gold and myrrh. He is not just the king of the Jews. Although that is his title. He is the king of all creation. He is the king of heaven and earth. 
He is the king of God's kingdom of grace. He is the king who reigns, not by forcing us into servitude, but by doing for us what the wise men did for him, giving gifts. We're told by not just Matthew, but also by the prophet Isaiah in our Old Testament reading, that the golds, the gifts, sorry, brought for this king were gold and frankincense and myrrh, threefold gifts, sometimes tied in with the fact that Jesus is our prophet, our priest, and our king. But Jesus also has a threefold gift to give us as well. Martin Luther often phrased it as saying, we receive from God and his grace, forgiveness, life, and salvation. And those three things are all related. Of course, eternal life is salvation for all eternity. And forgiveness does equate to being saved. They all go together, and yet they're each a little bit distinct, aren't they? We are forgiven. We have life. We are saved. The gifts that the king of the Gentiles, who is also king of the Jews, sets before us. This is the mystery that is revealed, to which we have an epiphany here this very night. O morning star, how fair and bright. We may be surrounded by darkness, and indeed, we're keenly aware of how the darkness threatens to swallow us up. But the reality that we learn from nature with every night, every time the sun sets and we are left covered in darkness, what reality always awaits us? Upon the morning, the light. Without fail, ever since God set the stars in motion and set the sun and the moon in the sky to govern the day and the night, without fail, each day begins with the sun casting its light upon us. And oh, I know at times the cloud cover is thick, especially at this time of year when it seems that we can go days without seeing the warmth, feeling the warmth of the sun. And nonetheless, our world is illuminated because the sun without fail rises and gives its light. It is, if you will, our morning star. But the light of the sun and the warmth of the sun is only a foreshadowing of the light and warmth that is ours because Christ has come into the world, God in human flesh. I'll never forget hearing a sermon from a brother pastor at a circuit pastor's meeting down in central Wisconsin, and we gathered for this pastor's meeting on Epiphany. 
And this pastor used this illustration, and I wish I could remember where it was from. He quoted it from one of the fathers of the church, someone who came long before us, someone who came long before Philip Nicolai, the hymn writer in the 16th century, or Martin Luther, who lived shortly before him. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it was supposedly said by this one church father whom this pastor quoted, something to the effect that the star that the wise men saw preached one of the best sermons you could ever hear or receive. No, the star didn't speak to the wise men. What did the star do? The star did what every good sermon is supposed to do. It pointed to Jesus. It showed those wise men their king who was come not just for Jews, but for Gentiles as well. Dearest friends of Jesus, Jesus is the light of the world, the light no darkness can overcome. He is the light that scatters the darkness of sin, death, and the devil. And as you navigate your way through this world of darkness, think of what you do anytime you are plunged into darkness. You grasp for a light. Have you ever had that moment where the power goes out in the middle of the night and it's one of those new moon phases where there's like no moonlight in the sky? Maybe you don't have a street light outside your house and if you did, maybe the power took that out as well. When you're surrounded by thick black darkness, your eyes search for a light. Now in the 21st century, we might pick up a cell phone sitting next to our bed or a tablet, or we might look for something to give us a little bit of light to orient our way. We are surrounded by lights. None of us live plunged completely into darkness. We do have the daylight that is there in the day. As we gather here in the, the house of the Lord, we have the lights upon the Christmas tree, which is going to come down this weekend. We have the candles upon the altar, candles on each side of the font, I'm sorry, of the, the pulpit and the lectern, the lights in here. Every bit of light serves the purpose of casting away darkness. And when you are overwhelmed, not by the darkness of evening time, but the darkness of evil. Look to Jesus. Be brought into the light. Look to the one who scatters sin, death, and the devil by his death and resurrection for each and every one of us because that is the mystery of which St. Paul spoke in our epistle for tonight. And the mystery of Epiphany is that this Jesus, who was born, was born for you and for me. He's your king and my king. Thanks be to God. Amen. All understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.